Welcome to the Relationship Church Podcast. We've all experienced the 230s, that time in the workday where we hit the wall and it feels like we can't go on. When that happens, we take a break, grab a pick-me-up, and somehow, someway, we make it. In today's lesson, I will not die here. Ryan shares with us three ways we can push through the spiritual walls in our life and live victoriously. We're going to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. Um, and uh, I wouldn't say this if I didn't really mean it because Brother Olu gets on me. Uh, but this is not a long word. I do have a have a word from the Lord for you, but this is not a long word, so stick with me. We've got three points to keep me honest. Uh, we have three points and three points only. And we're gonna hit those three points and then we are going to uh, get out of your way. Amen. So the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, we're gonna start reading at verse number 12 and we're gonna read two verses only, chapter 10, verse 12 and verse 13. The Bible says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Verse number 13 specifically says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. No temptation. Somebody say no temptation. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But when the temptation, with the temptation, he will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Father, we come before you, God, we thank you for this time together. God, we thank you for this season, Lord Jesus, that you are of course the reason for but god we take it further than that god you're not just the reason for this season god you're the reason for our life you're the reason for our very life because we were created to bring you glory so you are the reason for our everyday god we thank you we ask that you speak to us today make the hearts of your people ready to hear your word in jesus name amen i want to talk to you briefly today from the subject i will not die here I will not die here. I might die one day, and I'm gonna die one day from something, but it won't be today and it won't be from this. And some of you may need to affirm that to yourself in this moment. Whatever you may be going through in your life and you feel like you can't take it, you feel like you're at your breaking point, I come to inform you this afternoon that you will not die, but you shall live and proclaim the works of the Lord. I don't know about you, but when I die, I'm going to die victorious. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to die because the enemy beat me down. I'm like, I'm going to be like Jesus. When it's time to die, I'm going to lay down my life and I'll be ready to go. I'm going to live victoriously and I'm going to die victoriously. Amen. 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 I was reading a, a blog post not too long ago. It's an interesting uh, blog post because the whole point of this blog is to disprove a lot of the things that uh, people have said. You know, they address things like 
people saying, well, the Bible says come as you are. And then they'll talk about how the Bible doesn't actually say come as you are. Um, and, and those types of axioms that we have stated, uh, but that are not necessarily in the Bible or they're taken out of context. Now, it was interesting though, because this particular blog and one of their installments it, uh, called, and what, it's, what the blog is called, by the way, is called, Who Told You That? Uh, it's interesting, but it's a blog called Who Told You That? And it addresses this scripture. It talks about 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, and it talks about how people are constantly telling people, you know, you have a death, someone near you and your family, or, you know, you're going through a tough time in life, and people will come to you, and we've all heard it, right? They say, well, you just rest assured that the Lord won't put more on you than you can bear. You will be all right. You can take it. The Lord said he wouldn't put more on us than we're able to bear. And we hear that, and it sounds good, but their whole premise was that the scripture doesn't actually say that. The scripture doesn't say that God won't put more on you than you can bear. That's something that we have made up from taking scripture and kind of using it to fit what we wanted it to mean. So it led me to a place where now I had to study it for myself and see what the scripture was actually saying. And when you look up the word that is used in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 that we read on this afternoon, the word temptation is translated in the Greek to a word paromos. And the word paromas actually means a test, a trial, an affliction to be tried, and it also means temptation. But we, we sometimes, we take things in the Bible and we feel like it can only have one application. And yes, the scripture all around it was talking about sin, but then you have to think and ask yourself, well, if God never promised, if he's only talking about temptation, if he's only talking about the temptation to sin, then what is the alternative here? The alternative is then you're telling me that God will put more on me than I am able to bear. But that makes no sense to me because I serve a good God. I serve a loving God. I serve a God who promised me that he would bless me and he is not going to harm me. I, I serve a God who told me that he withholds no good thing from them that walk uprightly. So then why would I believe as this blog wanted me to believe that God was a God who could actually or who would actually put more on me than I'm able to bear? It doesn't make sense, but this word here, this word means to be tested, to be tried, to have affliction, to be just worn out and tired. And he said, I will never allow you to have a trial upon you more than you're able to bear. I will never allow you to be afflicted beyond what you are able to bear. And also, I will never allow temptation to come up on you that you are not able to handle. So we ought to take some, some, some happiness and some joy in the fact of knowing that we serve a God that said he is not going to put more on us than we are able to bear. And you can take your first praise break right there and go on and give him a praise because no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've got going on, I don't need to know the details of your issue. I don't know to know the details of your problem. I can tell you that God said that he will uphold you. Thank you, Jesus. So we have to, we have to understand, we have to go into today's message with the premise that we know that no matter what is going on in your life, God says you can handle it. You will not die here. You don't have to. Do you realize that the only power that the enemy has over you is the power that you give him? through your emotions. The enemy is a defeated foe. He was, he was, he was defeated on the, Christ, on the cross once and for all by Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that he's like a roaring lion. 
It never said a biting line. It never said something that actually had the ability to change your situation. But what he does is he plays with your mind. He plays mind games with you and gets you to think that you can't handle it. And then once you think you can't handle it, then you give up. And then there you are. Look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, that's one of my favorite stories. The Bible says that he was going through anguish and he was going through pain, even unto death. He almost let the thought of what he was going through, the circumstances of what he was going through, the anxiety and the depression that came from what he had to go through. He almost let it kill him before he ever got a chance to even go to the cross. And most of the time, the reason you feel like you can't make it, you feel like you can't take it, and the enemy is able to, to mess with you is because it's the thoughts that are going through your mind that keep you from having the victorious thoughts that the scripture tell us that we ought to have. So I'm going to give you three quick things to remember, three quick things to internalize in your spirit when you feel like you can't make it anymore. And the first one seems very, very simple, but it's very important. When you think you can't make it, remember that you can. When you feel like you can't make it, remember that you actually can, though. And you know why? Because you've been here before. Everybody in here knows that they've been to a point in their life where they say, I just feel like I can't make it. I just feel like I can't take it no more. It's just so much coming up on me at one time and I feel like I'm not gonna make it. But guess what? You're here. You're still here. You still made it some kind of way, some supernatural power that you didn't know you had. Because see, the thing about it, you don't remember when God created you. And God said, I've got all kind of strength hidden in you for the time when you felt like you couldn't make it. I've hidden strength on the inside of you. So when you feel like you can't take it, all of a sudden out of nowhere, here comes a second wind coming up in you. Because you know why? Because God knows better than you do what you are able to bear. So when you feel like you can't bear it and when you feel like you can't take it, guess what? Just remember, you can take it. You can take it. I remember uh, when I was younger, uh, my pastor uh, that I grew up under, he told me at one point, going through a lot of things and I was telling him what was going on and he said you know you just set your alarm by the hour and he said and and just give yourself little goals to go through I, I know you're going through this time and it just seems like a real dark time or you feel real anxious and you feel real depressed he said I want you to set your alarm for every hour and every time it goes off you just begin to give the Lord the prayer I made it another hour I'm not worried about trying to make it through the next 24 I'm not trying to make it worry about making it through the next week but I know I can get up and pour myself a bowl of cereal and eat it I got enough strength to do that and so you have to just sometimes relegate yourself to thinking, you know what, God, I'm going to ask you for strength moment by moment. Do you know how happy that makes your heavenly father to say, God, there's no way I can get through this day without you. I got to set my alarm for every 30 minutes. I've got to set my alarm for every hour. And every time it goes off, Lord, I, I thank you. It's noon now, God, I made it to 12 o'clock. God, I made it to 1 p.m. God, I think I can make it until two. You have to remember that you take your life moment by moment. And many of us, have called a bad life just because we've had a few bad years. Or we've had some, we'll call it a whole bad weekend because one bad thing happened, but you've got to learn that sometimes you've got to thank the Lord for the good. And even though you don't understand the bad, you thank him in the bad. 
I'm not going to sit here complaining. I'm not going to allow the enemy to hardwire my brain to constantly be complaining and talking about what didn't go right and how such and such acted and I just can't take this no more and I'm so sick of them. No, I am going to give praise unto the Lord. I'm going to find some scriptures that, that I can believe down on the inside of my heart that I can internalize and say the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. I don't care what you're going through. He's still good. I don't care what's going on in your life. He's still worthy. Hallelujah. Even Job had to fall to his knees, the Bible says, and worship the Lord and say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The second thing that you have to realize is you have to realize that God is all you have, but coincidentally, God is all you need. Sometimes you feel like you're down to your last. Sometimes you feel like everybody has turned their back on you. You don't have nobody to talk to. You can't take solace in, in, in anybody. Whoever you wanted to call won't pick up the phone or you feel like whatever you're going through, you can't even communicate it to your spouse. You can't communicate it to your siblings. Maybe you can't even talk to mama about it, but you can always talk to Jesus. And I thank God for knowing that even in the midst of feeling like you're at rock bottom, you get to lean on the rock that is Christ Jesus, knowing that he will never allow you to go through something that you can't talk to him about. He will never allow you to go through a situation that his blood did not already take care of on Calvary. We talked about it last week about how when the Bible says that when he said it is finished on the cross, he was saying, I have paid for everything. I pay for every sin. I pay for everything you've been through. Every, every feeling of anxiety and disappointment, you don't have to live there because his blood was shed to set you free from it. That's a good time for another praise break. You ought to thank the Lord because you don't have to live in anxiety. You don't have to live in depression. You don't have to live in feelings of inferiority and low self-esteem. God said, my blood works. And it doesn't just work for sin. It works for every negative emotion that the enemy would try to put on you because of sin entering this world. The Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He's all you need. He is all you need. The last and the final point of things that you need to internalize when you're trying to figure out how to make it, when you feel like you just can't make it, is to meditate and just think about the goodness of the Lord. Think about the goodness of God. Think about in the midst of your bad, how good and how amazing God is. The scripture tells us, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. The scripture says that they responsibly sang in the book of Ezra, they responsibly sang about giving thanks to the Lord for he is good. And again, just like in the prior scripture, they say, and his mercy, his never ending mercy, it endures forever. Another place it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Bible says that the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all of his works. He said in another place when he was talking to the man that came to Jesus and he says, there is none good but one and that is God. Aren't you glad that you serve a good God? He tells us in another place, he said, if you then being evil parents know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more me being a good father will I only give you good gifts? 
He said, you're not going to ask me for one thing and I give you something else. You're not going to ask me for something good and I give you something bad or something negative. The scripture says in James 1 and 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The other scripture says, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I love the scripture that says in Psalms, I would have lost heart unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes, we're living for heaven. Yes, we know that eventually in the great by and by, God is gonna be good to us and we're gonna walk on streets made of gold, but I would have fainted unless I believe that God that's gonna be good to me in heaven can also be good to me right down here. And if we're not careful, we live our lives in depression, just waiting for the good old by and by. But that's not the way to convert your brother. You walking around depressed and defeated all the time, and we're supposed to be out here ministering to a world and letting them know how good our God is. So you got to you got to pep yourself up and say, God, I believe you're gonna be good later, but I believe you can be good right now. Hallelujah. We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sunday at 12:45 p.m. Central Time. If you're in the St. Louis metro area, we meet at 1060 Chambers Road, a little over a mile south on Bell Fountain Road from Highway 270. You can also join us via Zoom. The login number is 314-720-8880. You can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. Again, that number is 314-720-8880. We are Relationship Church. Come grow with us.